Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. And welcome also to our uh, Luton listeners who are tuned in on Inspire FM 105.1. You're listening to Parenting Hour. My name is Kathleen Roach-Nagy and we're here today with Sister Farrauza from Little Heaps of Faith and we're going to be talking about what activities you can do with your children over half term in preparation for Ramadan. So I'm I'm really looking forward to the session because she's got a very full action packed a couple of workshops that you'll be able to book on if uh, you have a pen and paper please go and get it now so that you can take down the details of how to book onto those workshops inshallah sister faraza welcome back to the studio again it's lovely having you here with us on parenting hour and i believe you're going to tell us about your activities and all the workshops that little heaps of faith are preparing for half term holidays to do with ramadan and um what that entails so can you just uh, introduce yourself again to the studio uh, to our audience to our listeners i'm sure they're delighted to hearing your voice again and looking forward because we've been advertising this and looking forward to knowing how to uh, help our children in ra- in this half term but also preparing for Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, Sister Catherine, for having me back on the show. Yes, we are very excited at Little Leaps of Faith. We have been preparing for the month of Ramadan and we've got Ramadan Moon Workshop. Ooh. Now, as we all know, our Islamic months start with the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we will be teaching children about the phases of the moon and also what Allah tells us about the moon from within the Quran as well and scientifically as well. Um, so Allah tells us about how the moon orbits, how it, 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 uh, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the moon doesn't have a light of its own. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sunlight that's reflected through it and that's how we see the light during the nighttime. And for our children, when they go to school, their first point of learning is obviously the school environment. Mm-hmm. And as parents, you know, and myself inclusive, we have focused um, a lot on the recitation of the Quran, but not what this Quran uh, has inside and what Allah tells us about these things. Mm-hmm. And these are some things that interest children. They, mm-hmm. you know, they look at the sky, they look at the stars, they look at the moon. So it's for us, it's very important that we, you know, teach our children about the moon cycle and about the Islamic months. And what great way to do that than to begin with the month of Ramadan. Very good. So that's uh, superb that we're actually doing this now in half term, which is a few weeks before Ramadan. The prime time actually preparing our children for this month, teaching them even at a very young age, what is Ramadan about and how we start Ramadan by the new moon. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, you, you sound, it sounds as if you're going to do a, lo- uh, do a lot around the scientifics of the moon cycle. So maybe can you explain that a little bit more? Tell us a little bit more how you're going to do that. Sure. I'd like to come and join your workshop because it sounds like a little bit scientific. So. Yeah. Well, sure. Through role play, um, you know, there will be um, two astronauts there. Oh. And, um, the, and obviously that's a role play that, mm-hmm. that, that, that we do. And um, there'll be a discussion about of what the children are being taught at school. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're being taught, obviously, how the moon was discovered from mm-hmm. the Western perspective. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about, well, you know, and, and this is the discussion between the two astronauts. So you have a, a, a growing up a- astronaut and you have a more of a child um, um, astronaut. Mm-hmm. And the child astronaut has a Quran in her hand and she'll be saying, 
saying, well, this is what, you know, this this holy book tells me, mm. and, you know, I'm a Muslim, and, 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 you know, I practice Islam. And so she's saying it from this perspective. Mm. So for the children just to be aware that, yes, they've learned at school, and yes, you know, people have now traveled to the moon, and, you know, we know, you know, I think it was Neil Armstrong, who's the first person who actually, dis, you know, actually mm. have been to the moon mm-hmm. and that. But we want our children to know what does, uh, you know, Allah tell, what did he tell us 1,400 mm. years ago mm. in the Quran? And one of the stories that we'll be covering with the key stage, uh, key stage one and two children is the splitting of the moon. Right. Okay. Um, so, so explain a little bit about the splitting of the moon and how you're going to cover that. Right. So the splitting of the moon, um, the story um, will be told in a story format to the children. Mm-hmm. But for the children then to identify the difference between miracle and magic. Okay. In a time that we where we live, obviously there's mm. a lot of um, novels, a lot of media, a lot of films, everything that's about magic. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu if you look at the Sira, people, many uh, the the non-believers, they although part of them knew that this could not be magic, mm. they put it down to magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, they didn't want to believe. Mm-hmm. But our children are going to experience hands-on what is magic. Magic is is literally an, an, an illusion. It's mm. it's you know, and they'll be they'll be experimenting um, by doing magic of their own there. So in terms of like, for example, uh, taking a glass and putting a piece of paper underneath it mm-hmm. and you covering a coin. But what they don't realize is that that paper is already glued to the glass, say, for example. Right. So it's, it's, it's the deception of the eye. Yes. Okay? So that's yeah. not miracle. Mm. That's, you know, uh, that's magic. Mm-hmm. But what the Prophet ﷺ was given the mm. power to be able to split the moon as a sign to the, um, the, 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 the Meccans at that time, to the pagans, mm-hmm. Was a, was a sign so that they could believe that mm-hmm. he was a prophet and mm-hmm. that he was speaking the truth. And the splitting of the moon by the power of Allah was split. Mm-hmm. And you can see the moon on both two mountains. Mm-hmm. And people from far and wide were a- also able to see this and witness this. Mm-hmm. And we now have in the, um, uh, in the West where they say now, those who have visited the moon, that they can see that there's a crack in the moon. Which mm. confirms, obviously, what we already know in the Quran, which Allah tells us the story, mm. um, and we know this. So, for our children, is then to see, well, what were some of the other miracles that were given to other prophets? Mm-hmm. And prophets were given miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of just the insight of magic and miracle and the difference between them, and that you know, from an Islamic perspective and from Muslims, you know, many prophets were given miracles, mm-hmm. and we believe in that. Mm-hmm. So how you're going to explain that to the children about the splitting of the moon? Are you going to have an activity for them that they're going to see how something is split like a round moon is? Or are you going to start off from the very beginning with different lights and show them how we have have the moon? How, how are you going to... Well, before, before the, we the start workshop? the workshop, when we start the workshop, we'll be going through the phases of the moon cycle. Yeah. They'll be going into a, um, a space planetarium where they'll go in inside a tent, a darkened tent, and they'll actually see the phases of the moon there. Wow. So, so it'll be projected, yes. Wow. So this is this sounds intriguing, really. So uh, before we go any further, I suppose we need to know where is this going to happen so parents now can start taking their pens and paper out and write down 
what day this is going to happen and where it is going to happen because they need to uh, prepare maybe for transport and and register with you uh, for the course because I know you like it to have everybody registered. So just tell us that bit first before we go, go into sure. any more details before I get distracted and I get carried away with, with inside this lovely uh, tent or marquee. Sure. Um, the uh, workshops will be taking place during the May half-term holidays mm-hmm. um, and we will be running them over three days. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah um, for each stage we'll be running two workshops. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing to do would be to go onto the website because the date and timings are there and they're different for mm-hmm. each day as well. So um, any parents who are interested can go on to www.littleleapsoffaith.org or you can call 0791 380 3094. And the two um, stages that we have is foundation stage, which is for children um, who are five and under, and mums would stay with the children. Mm-hmm. And the second stage, which is key stages one and two, is for children aged six to ten years. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, we have these um, in Hall Green uh, in Birmingham, mm-hmm. um, but we will, uh, inshallah, let you know. Up, uh, we may have some more venues coming up uh, soon, inshallah. But right. just keep an eye on the website, inshallah. Yeah, great, mashallah. And in Hall Green, where they are in Hall Green, with this marquee, is it in an open space? Is it in a park? Is it? No, it's a children's center. Oh, right. So okay. um, it's it's a it's a children's center, John Marston Children's Center. Mm-hmm. They have outdoors as well. So mm-hmm. um, it, sometimes it's difficult to plan outdoor activities because mm. due to the weather and the yeah. weather. Where you know mm. we sort of end up inside, but inshallah, if the weather is good for the foundation stage, we do have an activity that we can carry out outside, inshallah. Oh, very good, mashallah. So, uh, just kind of walk me through now this lovely experience. I'm coming into this tent, this marquee. It's all dark inside, which probably children are going to feel maybe a little bit. What's going on here? And then you have different lights. Is it projecting the different yeah. cycles? So the space planetarium, they'll <laughs> be it'll be limited. Two children can go at a time. Right. right so it's a small space. Um, they will lie down and they will oh. actually then experience the and see the phases of the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. When they come out of the space ma- pla- planetarium, the phases of the moon cycle will be there, which they then have to identify and put them in sort of in order. Mm-hmm. And then we will then discuss um, and we will uh, do an activity using uh, other, um, using Oreo cookies and playing those out and then mm-hmm. they get to eat them afterwards and have fun with Wonderful. it as well. Um, so that will be the, the beginning part of the introduction to the moon cycle and mm-hmm. also the Islamic months as well. Okay, and these are, if they're foundation children, they're under five. What age would you say under five, I mean a two-year-old wouldn't be able to? Right, no, so, for, so th- this activity that I've just explained mm. is actually for key stages one and two. Ah, I see. Okay, so we're just going to go through the different stages. Key stages one and two first. If you can explain a little bit about that, and then we'll come back to the foundation stage. Sure. So if we start at the very beginning and just kind of walk us through uh, what a key stage one and two child would expect. So when they come in, um, the atmosphere, obviously, they will see a lot of uh, space decorations, space mm-hmm. theme. Um, of course, we have to we have to change a venue and make it more attractive for, for the children. Mm-hmm. So uh, very much like a workshop style um, when they come in. And um, we normally have an opening. We greet with a nasheed, which is we play a game and, they, and all the children say salam and they greet to each other so mm-hmm. that they're building that sense of community. Great. So most of the children come, you know, have been coming regularly. So they almost sort of know each other. And that's the only time they sort of meet as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's that good sense of community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I always have an opening session, which is my wow factor, which mm-hmm. grabs, you know, grasps the um, attention of the children as well. And uh, like I said, that would be the um, the two astronauts having, you know, uh, role playing, mm-hmm. um, uh, talking about the moon, and then that's the introduction to the topic, which is from 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 a West- Western perspective and from what uh, Quran has also mentioned uh, about the moon. Mm-hmm. They will then go into this pla- uh, space planetarium, mm-hmm. experience.
experience the phases of the moon, what it looks like, um, you know, to the best that we can during mm-hmm. nighttime. And then after that, they will actually do activities that reinforces and learning about the different phases and how the phase, how many phases there are, what do they look like, what does waning and waxing means. So, you know, so that they know, you know, and how many days there are of the moon cycle itself. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can I stop you there? What does waning and waxing mean? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Waxing means it's the beginning, the beginning phases of the moon. And that means it's increasing. The moon starts to get larger and mm-hmm. larger and until it gets to a full moon. Mm-hmm. So that period of time is called waxing. Mm-hmm. Waning means when it starts to decrease. So after the, um, half, after the full moon, which is half of the month, mm-hmm. it starts to now decrease. And that's why towards the end of the moon cycle, you actually don't see the moon. It starts to disappear. And then our, the new moon happens. The new moon, which is the uh, the new moon, it's actually there's nothing in the sky. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see it because mm-hmm. it's disappeared. And then the cycle starts again. So there's learning there for parents as well as children because I've learned something new today. So thank you for explaining that. So sorry to interrupt you. So after they see that and explain that, what is then? Right. And then from there, then they will also be um, uh, in detective time. They will mm. become detectives and they will have mm. a um, the uh, the surah name and a verse from the Holy Quran. So it's teaching them how to look for things in the Quran to start building this relationship with the Quran, how mm. to use. There's a table of contents at the back of the Quran, how mm. to look a little get a little bit familiar with the Arabic language as well. Mm. Quite surprising. I mm. didn't think many children will be able to read certain things. But if I have the surah name in English they can actually make it out in Arabic and, and read it in Arabic Very and then good. find the numbers and, um, and and sort of, you know, find out. So that's a, it's almost like uh, decoding, um, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. which is a little bit fun. I have magnifying mm-hmm. glasses out and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit fun for them. Good. A little bit of spy work there for yes. them, but learning at the same time. That's Very right. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And then after that? Right. Um, from there, then we move on to um, the story of the splitting of the moon. Right. And like I said, the uh, purpose for this is for the children to see the, uh, to understand a little bit of the seerah of the Prophet mm-hmm. and also about some of the miracles that he was given as well. And this was one of the, um, one of the great miracles that the Prophet was given, and that can, uh, you know, be verified that today people who visit the moon can say mm. that there is a split in the moon, and mm. this is an amazing uh, miracle. Mm. But also, what's the difference? We live in times where there's magic, you know, Harry Potter and many mm-hmm. other things are around us that the children, you know, see um, that there's so much magic around. Um, and yet, you know, how is it that, you know, they may ask and many children say, well, how is it that that wasn't magic? Mm-hmm. And we have at that time where we have from the from the stories and, and we know when we read the Sira that they actually did say many, many of the miracles of the prophets, the people when they didn't want to believe that's that's what they mm-hmm. said. Exactly. This was magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we it's important for our children to identify that these miracles, the difference between miracles and magic. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I, like I went through it uh, before. Yeah. Yeah, So I won't go through it again, Mm. but they will experience hands on things Mm. um, to sort of understand just how magic uh, is, is deceptive. It's, it's, Mm. you know, it's a trick of an eye of the the Mm. eye where miracle isn't. And Mm. the miracles that take place, Allah has left them like that as a sign. So you look at um, when um, uh, Fir'aun, at the time of the story of Prophet Musa, السلام, when the Allah split the sea and, um, you know, uh, where Fir'aun was drowned, mm-hmm. uh, the splitting of the sea today, when scientifically, when they discover that, they can see the, the actual splitting due to salt and, and that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the preservation of Fir'aun itself. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's some some things about whether he, that what is Fir'aun's mm. body in that. But, you know, many scholars and many people believe that the 
body that is in Egypt currently at the moment, the, um, the, the mummy is the is, is, uh, is, is Pharaoh's body as well. Yeah. So we have, uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, Nuh alayhi salam's ark. Mm. We know that that's also on a mountain. So we have we have many signs that are there for Allah to show us that these miracles that happen, they're there there as a, as as a, as a proof of evidence mm. that these were miracles, that it wasn't magic. Mm-hmm. Great. So the children are going to understand the difference between miracles and man- magic, and they're going to be like little spy finders yeah. on the day, having fun doing this. One of the other thing is that uh, towards um, as we're coming towards um, the end of time, um, we know that uh, when uh, obviously the um, the children won't be taught this, but obviously we, we know as adults that Dajjal will be coming as well mm. and he will be doing s- certain things that perceive um, him to be uh, to be God but he mm. won't. Uh, he'll be doing he'll be given some powers but they're not actually miracles that mm. he's going to be performing either. Mm. Um, and to safeguard ourselves, we are we are told, uh, commanded to memorize uh, the first ten verses of Surah Kahf and mm. the last ten verses. And mm. if we read this uh, every day, mm-hmm. um, then Allah will safeguard us, and we will know the difference between miracle and magic. Mm-hmm. Inshallah. Well, that's a good point just to end for a little bit. We're going to go into Nasheed now and um, let our listeners uh, digest everything you said. And then after this lovely Nasheed, we're going to come back and continue what else they learn in that workshop. So do stay with us, listeners, and please enjoy this Nasheed, inshallah. How many times have I wondered? How many times have I strayed? And every time that I floundered, you showed me the way Once I was lost and now I'm found There is peace in my heart You bestowed your light on my frown Sweet me from the dark Time and time again I test my faith in you But every time when I fail You bring me back to my deep Allah forgive my ways Now I bow down and pray Allah Ya Allah La ilaha illallah When the times are rough and Muhammad Sometimes regrets for my thoughts About the ways I could have changed But my past is in your hands It's not the life I love today Once I was lost and now I'm found There is peace in my heart You bestowed your light on my frown Sweet me from the dark Time and time again I test my faith in you But every time when I fail You bring me back to my deep Oh Allah, forgive my ways Now I bow down and pray Allahu Of God, may peace be on his soul. 
Welcome back after that, Nasheed. I hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to Unity FM 93.5 and you're listening to Parenting Hour. And we are talking here with Sister Farauza, uh, talking about the activities that you can have over half term with your children. And really, parents, don't miss out on this. This is a wonderful opportunity. I really want to go myself. And uh, I think I'll be online the minute the show is over to book my place to, to be first in the queue to see all, all these um, lovely cycles of the moon and, and learn. Uh, we've already learned so much as an adult I've learned so much myself so I'm really looking forward to, to learning more so can you um, explain a little bit more because we did, went through probably are we through the first half of the workshop yet or have yes. we reached, yes, we've we reached have. the first yeah. half yeah. so can you explain what happens in the second half of, of, of that workshop sure. then, before I carry on I just want to say you know when, we're to, when we talk about things we, we, we talk very extensively and of course for children uh, it's only a two hour workshop so we mm-hmm. don't want to overwhelm them with information mm-hmm. so for those who have uh, who are exposed to it for the first time it's just letting them be aware. So it's not overwhelming them. Mm-hmm. But for those who already know the story, well, I engage, get them to actually retell and share the information that they know with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So they have something. So it's building upon their knowledge. But the ones who are not aware and, and who have not been introduced or they've been introduced for the first time is just tapping in a little bit for them to just, you know, let them know about it. So it's not mm-hmm. overwhelming. It's, it's All this is through fun activities. Yes. So the activities, it's not all just sitting and telling. It's engaging them. It's mm-hmm. letting them experience because many things you'll find that the children on the day may not be able to tell you so much but as the weeks go by and as the months go by something will trigger and they'll remember something mm-hmm. and that's when you'll start seeing um, you know some of uh, what they experienced and, what, and you the know, learning what coming out then later yeah. on yes uh, yeah. I do understand that your workshops are so fun uh, and the children always have a lovely great fun time so I would be I'm expecting this, you to have the same thing for this workshop so it, it sounds like you've done this it sounds really intriguing so far and the children being able to experience the astronauts and then lying down on their back and looking at the moon cycle this is wonderful wonderful first hands-on experience for them yeah yeah Mm. and again you know we're we always have to compete with how they learn at school Mm. and so we have to make it fun interactive we have to have the visuals there you know we have to put set the set the scene Mm -hmm. um and so you know uh, so that the kids want to come and learn Mm -hmm. right um we all know that you know uh, from Key, any child who's in key stages one and two, you can't force them to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So alhamdulillah, the feedback from the children itself, you know, is very, very positive. They want to come. Many of them are coming. I've had 11-year-olds sometimes, you know, attend these workshops and you know, and ask them, well, what did you think? Did, did you think this was a bit, you know, um, perhaps, you know, lower level from, you know, and they said, no, we were never taught like this. So they absolutely loved mm-hmm. it. It was, you know, even mm-hmm. though they knew some things, it was just mm-hmm. the way it was, uh, it was presented to mm-hmm. them that they actually enjoyed. And so alhamdulillah. They're engaging in it. They're actually involved in it. And uh, I'm sure every single workshop is a little bit different because the individuals there bring out their own knowledge and experience and their own characters. So, you know, there is probably a, a very active detective in one workshop that takes a little bit step further than, than others. That's right. And it's doing role play. I think mm-hmm. it's very important as, as children to do role plays and have fun as well. Mm-hmm. Learning Islam doesn't mean it's rigid mm. or it's always strict. Um, and, you know, they're not allowed to ask questions. So, you know, you do, because we know from, you know, from the stories. And, and one of the story, one of the um, story that I love is the story of uh, Ibrahim, salam, who even as a young child who questioned things, you know, mm-hmm. when his father said to, you know, who, who, um, who made statues, um, his, you know, his father asked him to make statues, but then asked him to then bow down to it and worship it. You know, and he's saying, but I just made, th- I just mm-hmm. created that with my hands. Why would I do that? And then he went on a journey to say, well, you know, I know there's a creator who is this. Well, who is this creator? And he went, could the, could the stars be? Could mm-hmm. the stars? 
stars be my creator? Could the moon be? You know, and he questioned and mm-hmm. he got answers. And then it came to where saying, no, neither of these because these things disappear. So my creator can't be like what, what, what things have been created. Mm-hmm. So that's an amazing thing. And so our children are not any different. They question everything. Mm-hmm. And that's because they have that intuition of wanting to learn, mm-hmm. wanting to know. Um, and so it's very important that we give them that ability to explore so now, um, moving on to the second part of the um, of the workshop, uh, we will be uh, allowing the children to um, role play and uh, experience how to guard one's heart. We live in times where it's easier to do the wrong things and the bad deeds, mm-hmm. um, and it's harder to do what's right mm-hmm. and to do what's what's good, mm-hmm. um, and. Also, the uh, the times that we live in, and even at school, the language, the the way uh, children present themselves, the attitude—it's all very negative. Mm. And we need, you know, we need to teach our children that it's, uh, you know, the difference between good and bad, and how that affects our heart. So, without so wait, can you explain a little bit about being negative? What do you do? What do you mean by that? You know, children appear negative uh, you know it's cool to be um, you know to sort of raise your voice and talk or mouth back or um, it's cool to be disrespectful mm. um, you know so it's it's that it's that attitude mm. you know um, mm. that they like have that TV that programs yeah that that if you're if you're if you're up. nice and you say thank you and you mm. say please and you have courteous mm. and manners well then that's like you're a you're a goody tissue kind yeah. of thing you know you're, you're a geek, geek. yeah that's, that's right yeah, time, yeah. Um, and so but you know but as Muslims you know we're taught that you know our every action has an impact mm. it has an impact on our heart mm. but not only that we have you know um, two angels sitting writing mm. everything that we do and, and children who are now going into who are becoming 10 and who will soon be going through adolescence it's important for them to know that they their 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 behavior and their actions are something that they are going to be answerable for mm. right there are consequences good behavior results in good things bad behavior results on bad things and Allah tells us this if you have a good behavior, you use your tongue in the right way, one of the rewards will be the entry to paradise, to Jannah. So good behavior means good language, um, abstaining from you know foul language, mm-hmm. abstaining, um, respecting your parents. Yeah. Um, and this, in, in fact, re, you know, sort of results in that what you truly have in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. So what you, if you have a good heart, that's what's going to manifest through your, you know, your tongue. Brilliant. That sounds really intriguing. And we're just coming up to a break now. So I'm going to have to pause you there for a minute and come back and find more about that and how we guard our heart after the break. So listeners, don't go away. Please stay tuned in. You're listening to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. And we'll be back to you straight after this commercial break. Assalamu alaikum.